What's going on, everybody? Before we kick off today's episode, I wanted to tell you about two awesome challenges that are about to kick off next week. Both challenges are brought to you by Own Your Eating, the company that my wife and I founded, and both challenges are guaranteed to bring you success. You can check out the 30-Day Transformation Challenge, and that's for those of you that are newer to macros. As we know, if you want to build a better body, you have to start with nutrition. This 30-Day Transformation Challenge is an interactive lifestyle challenge with a focus on developing sustainable nutrition habits. That's the key to any good nutrition program. This is not a 30-day fix. This is not a 30-day, you know, lose 10 pounds and gain it all back. This is something that's going to last you a lifetime. You can sign up with your friends and your family to make this an even more fun and motivating experience. In addition to that, we have our 30-day Get Lean Challenge. This is designed for those of you that are a little more knowledgeable when it comes to nutrition. We're going to take those nutrition habits and your fitness to the next level. If you've already tracked macros or if you've taken part of our other challenges in the past, this is exactly for you, helping you push past any plateau. And we're going to incorporate some things such as nutrient timing, fasting, and much more. This is a great challenge for those of you really looking to bust through to that next level. You can find both of these challenges on SugarWad, link in the show notes. And if you use the code BESTHOUR, that's BESTHOUR, you'll get 10% off. I highly recommend you guys checking it out. And if you have any questions, of course, you can reach out to me. This next challenge starts September 14th. Like me, we've all been putting our nutrition, our fitness off on the back burner, quarantine, pandemic, all these things that are going on in life. It's time to take back control of your own nutrition. It's time to take your body, your health, your mind, your spirit, everything to that next level. Let us help you out with these Own Your Eating Challenges. Again, link in the show notes. Use code BESTHOUR for 10% off. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Best Hour of the Day. Fern here, and we're going to talk about the sexiest topic within entrepreneurship, which is insurance. <laughs> I'm here uh, with a good friend, Vaughn Vernon, who is with Affiliate Guard. And uh, just uh, for full disclosure, I have been using Affiliate Guard for, I don't know, probably at least three years, I think. So um, I'm pretty uh, familiar with what they do. But uh, I was recently going through some things basically that were prompted to me by Vaughn and the team uh, with regard to things I need to do with insurance. And I was like, hey, this is probably a relevant topic that we should talk about because there's a lot of things changing in the space and there's nobody better to talk about it. Um, so thanks, brother, for your time. I know you're a busy man, particularly uh, as we were talking before we hit record. So I appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. Really appreciate the time. Um, so real quick, so I know everybody's most, I would say like a decent percentage of folks in the CrossFit space are familiar with Affiliate Guard. But for those of you uh, who are not, go ahead and give us like a quick rundown of kind of like who you are, what you guys do, and uh, and then we'll kind of dive into some, some details on topics and stuff. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I've been in this industry, this will be year 21. Been insuring, I did my first CrossFit gym back in late 2006 and then uh, the market blew out in 2008 and I went full bore in the community on my book of business and um, it's it's been a freaking ride man I'll tell you it's been a ride have uh, a staff of what five 
five staff members. I got, I got the best team I've ever had right now. And it's, that's been a huge blessing, especially with all the new moving parts that uh, yeah. this, this pandemic has, has delivered into the door here. So yeah, that's that in a nutshell. I got, I got, this is how we work. So I got five different insurers that compete for your business and that's, that's the game. So always getting the best, best price, best coverage. It's a good way of keeping those, those bloodsuckers honest, you know? Well, on that note, that is largely why I transitioned to you guys years ago. Uh, when I looked at it, the policies, you know, in my limited knowledge of insurance policies looked pretty much the same as what I was using before, but the cost was significantly lower, like some to the, to the soon of like, I want to say it was almost 50%. I mean, it was a lot. Like I looked at it and I was like, oh shit, like I'm definitely moving over because I don't feel like I'm losing any coverage by coming over here. It's, it's funny how these carriers do their business. And a lot of it I've noticed throughout the years, a lot of it is like regional. You get a regional carrier okay. that they'll just blow everybody outside of the water and you get a nationwide carrier, you know, you get a, a gym in the five boroughs or whatever. It's always more premium in, in that neck of the country, but yep. it's just, you know, that's the nature of the beast. You gotta be ahead of the curve and, and keep the flock happy. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's you Philly donors that feed my family and I don't take this shit lightly. Uh, and I can attest to that. I mean, you're always putting out content, you know, like you and I, for, we met very briefly at a two brain summit a couple years ago, you know, so it's, it's cool to see, and this is probably not unique to the CrossFit space, but it's cool to see the people that are largely uh, creating the infrastructure for affiliates are very much entrenched in the affiliate space. Like they know what the hell is going on in affiliates. It's not like they're just randomly covering gyms and offering some, some sort of service. Like you're not going to survive in the ecosystem like that. You're not. You'll get eaten. Huh? So I do have a question. So uh, actually the first question is if it's okay for you to say like how, like roughly how many affiliates do you guys work with? Do you even know? We hover around 2,500. Okay. So a lot. So, I mean, yep. are you, and do you guys operate solely continental United States or do you operate elsewhere? We have an office in Canada. Um, okay. Joanne Legal is our point of contact up there and that's, that's about it. I've been trying the, the global thing for quite some time and it's, that dog just ain't going to hunt now. Yeah. I would imagine there's way too many loopholes and all sorts yeah. of craziness that you got to do for that. Yeah, it's um, a lot. So, I mean, a decent chunk. I mean, we would say probably like anywhere between 20 to 25% of like North America, kind of roughly, or like affiliates at yeah. least. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that I just, that's for frame of reference to see, to basically say that, that the team at Affiliate Guard is, is very much familiar with what you do. Um, I know just, just from a standpoint of like filling out the application, it's obviously that whoever built that application has spent some time in an affiliate. I'm just like, oh, okay, these are all super easy to answer. Thanks. Yeah. I'm done. Send me the quote, you know? Um, so I appreciated that. Um, so what I wanted to talk about a little bit is what kind of prompted this conversation, but then we'll, we'll maybe backtrack a little bit, but recently I got a prompt from the team about uh, kind of going through my green light checklist. So, I remember you speaking about this very briefly at the summit a couple of years ago and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was originally intended to be uh, targeted towards background checks. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, having policies and procedures in place for youth training is that was the, the brunt of, of green light check. And now that's, that's still there. So 
it, it's, it's a huge database for risk management. Okay. And so we got, you know, you, you do policies, procedures on background checks, you get that knocked out. You do training for like um, abuse and molestation stuff. If something inappropriate happens, what authorities to call, how to intake it correctly. That's, you know, from A to Z on, on that end of the stick. And now with freaking COVID, we have a COVID course on there that will help you navigate the waters where if A, a coach contracts COVID, how to address that. B, if an athlete contracts COVID, how to address that with your communities. And we've been finding out so CDC's the governing body, right? On yep. how much often you gotta be in gym, just another fucking thing you gotta do. Yep. Now states are mandating their own procedures on on what that looks like. And we have that, that all built into the database where at the end of the day, you're you're compliant. So let's talk about let's talk about if someone gets COVID and you know, so, well, the, real the quick, before, before you do that, sure, sure, sure. before you do that, so the, yeah, so the reason I think that's important is so there's a, everybody and their grandmothers produce like a reopening checklist. Now, yep. I have no idea what any of those are based on. Uh, the reason why I think this conversation is probably a little bit more relevant is because the, this checklist is based on covering my liability based on the state and the CDC's mandate, not a checklist that somebody came up with that probably quite frankly is not in line with that. Not, and it's not, I don't think people are doing anything uh, malicious. I think people are like trying to do their best and they put a bunch of stuff out there. However, all I care about is that if something happens, I'm covered from a liability standpoint so that I don't lose my business based on pure ignorance. So let's, let's talk about that. <clears throat> Please don't shoot the messenger here. Pandemics always have and always will be an industry standard exclusion. Okay. Um, that's why we have pivoted on these very specific checklists to show your state, your county, whoever, if you're a hotspot, that hey, look, I'm I'm doing my due diligence here, doing what you instructed me to do. You know, at the end of the day, that's about that's about as good as it gets. Okay. okay. Um, I've been hearing that there is going to be some legislation where if small business, they're basically, they're going to insulate small business from COVID litigation. Um, there needs to be more talks on that with the powers that be, but it's my limited understanding that that, that ball is in motion now. I mean, that makes sense. Otherwise, all you're going to see is just a waterfall of just ridiculous litigious people who are just like want free money. Yep. And unfortunately, that's the society. That's true, too. That's a different topic. It is. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So that's 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 the, the gist of that COVID course is just mirroring what federal, state, local are doing in your part of the country. I's dotted, T's crossed. And, um, yeah, that's about as sexy as it gets, right? So... So questions on that, because I just kind of went through it. So anybody yep. who's kind of curious, like what the hell we're actually talking about. So th there's two things in there that are that are more relevant to kind of micro gym affiliates. Right. So number one is yep. if you're not already 
you should be having all of your staff having background checks on an annual basis. Like it's just a good practice to do. Um, you know, if you have a child come in the building, that's just a good kind of safety check to have, right? You like, you never know, like you might find something weird about somebody, but again, it's just good to have, particularly if you're running youth classes of any type. And then the second thing is not only is, is, am I, ha do I have this checklist now that's been outlined, you know, from my uh, insurance provider that's directed by the state, but it also has training that the staff goes through. So now I have basically a, a training folder for every person and a background check for every person, just so that you're kind of buttoned up really tight in the event something crazy happens. Because at this point, who knows? For, it's 2020. It probably will. God, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. You know, those, those background checks, you, you said it best. That's best practice. I mean, it's 10 bucks a year and it's per person, at the end right? of the day. Yeah. Per person. Yep. At the end of the day, those coaches are direct reflection on your brand, you know, and it's better to err on the side of caution. So a couple of things, what, so what are some of the things that um, have changed in the, the world of COVID from an insurance standpoint that people need to be at least aware of, right? So things like if you're doing online programming, like that's a whole, so that's a whole different ball of wax that most CrossFit affiliates have never dealt with. Like what's my liability there? If I'm training outside, I know there was some verbiage and typical, um, typical uh, insurance policies in there, but I, it's, that's, it's a different world now. Um, so specifically with those two things, what do we need to be thinking about? So you need to check with your provider. If you're underneath our flag, that's those two aspects are 100% good to go. So you still do have liability doing virtual programming if someone gets injured at their house or they trip the ball and on a coffee table that's made out of glass and get all cut up. At the end of the day, it's the gym owner providing the programming for that said workout. So liability will extend on that platform. Um, we've had a couple states open up to outside workouts only. Mm -hmm. Liability will extend to wherever you go outside of the gym. That's a big deal. Um, on a best practices platform, I've always been preaching, have these athletes show up on, you know, don't be doing carpooling, don't be doing any of that stuff. They, they show up on their own free will and choice, especially with a little thing called social distancing now. So that's that's the best way to look at it too. Now, after we had a ton of questions um, with people wanting to, to de-affiliate, they wanna know what, what certificates are acceptable if, if they pivot out of, of being a CrossFit affiliate. So, Underneath what, what we got going on, um, we're good with any nationally recognized cert. So obviously CF L1 through L4, USAW, ACE, NASM, CSCS. I've said this before, I'll say it again, competitive shake weight. I don't give a shit as long as they're certified. <laughs> I can appreciate it. They're all the shake weight. Um Okay, so the other question with regard to that is, uh, I, I remember there being coaches, 
right? Are they are they not co are they not covered? Do they need to carry their own liability insurance? How what is the recommendation with regard to your staff? And does it matter if they are contractor or employee? That is a huge topic of conversation. It really That's is. That's why we do this, bro. And, That's why we do this. Right? I would say conservatively, I would say 70% of my book is they run off contractors. So here's, here's the yin and the yang here. As a business owner, that's going to be better for my bottom line. So I don't got to buy work comp. You know, I don't have all these other taxes I got to pay out. So let's, let's talk about 1099. So 1099, if the gym's covered underneath affiliate guard, we will extend liability to that coach. So if an athlete gets injured underneath that coach's watch, lawsuit starts flying, the gym owner and the coach get brought into that litigation, we are going to be supplying defense costs on your behalf. Okay? okay. Same thing would apply with a W-2. Okay. Now, if I'm at 1099 and I am displaying a movement and I get injured displaying that movement in the class, that all those medical bills are on my shoulders as a coach. If yeah, I because you're probably not carrying, I'm probably, because I'm probably not carrying workman's comp on those people. Yep. Yep. If I'm W2, comp will pick up that ticket. Okay. So it's you know, more, for, I, I, it's I, more for them being injured, not necessarily for outside litigation. Right. Exactly. exactly. So, so random question now. Mm -hmm. So random question now. So let's just go down worst case scenario. What, how would this work? Let's say 1099 Sally or Johnny gets injured and then wants to sue me as the gym owner. Now what happens? Am I, how does that, so that work? I'm glad you brought that up. So that's where you're going to have um, some documents in place stating that I'm doing this on my own for the choice. I know I'm a subcontractor. If I get injured, I'm holding you XYZ gym owner hold harmless. You know, I look at it like this. If I'm a general contractor building a home and I have a foundation crew come in and puke out a foundation for me and one of their employees gets hurt on my job, I don't mean responsibility. Yeah. yeah. You know? No, I agree. So, I just, I wouldn't sure how it works. Yeah, that's how it looks. I, I, I would have, you know, a packet set up with your, with your coach, just having some documents in there, signing off on it if you run down the, <clears throat> the 1099 road. I also... When we get in conversations with this with gym owners, I, I ask them just to talk to your accountant. That's that's going to be the cleanest way to 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 crest these waters for sure. Yeah, we've uh, we've had uh, John Briggs from Insight Tax has been on twice. I love that we've guy. Covered, yeah, he's the best, dude. I was I literally was just talking to a member this morning. <laughs> She was like, oh, I'm using your accountant. And I was like, Insight needs to pay me some money, bro, because they got like dozens of people <laughs> using Insight Tax because of me. Uh, but no, but they're great. Um, and for anybody who's curious, like they are a profit first accounting firm and that's why we promote them. Um, and I just genuinely like John and he's an affiliate owner. So that is always uh, super beneficial. He gets it, man. Oh, he totally his his hatred it. for the IRS just warms my black heart. Listen, I mean, there is no better person to be your accountant than John Briggs and his hatred for the IRS. It's just like, I agreed. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so with regard to um, just COVID, right? So like, is there anything else people should take into account with regard to outside workouts? No, just keep on doing the damn thing. 
respect the, the, state, the states and counties mandates on how, how all that looks. And I mean, you gotta, we gotta do something. I mean, yeah. having this country, I, I, I gotta bear my chest to you. So April, what was it? Half of March, April, going into May was the hardest time I've ever had in my career. Hearing the oh, story over and over again of, of people going out of business and having such long relationships with them, man, it, oh, heart just bleeds. I mean, yeah, that, that was fucking rough. It's, it's been really rough to see. Um, and unfortunately, I think this scenario exposed largely the the affiliate model's greatest weakness which is that like there's a lot of people who are just running bare bones who are not running profitable businesses and and have zero wiggle room to negotiate anything like this and it has just decimated some gyms you know like i i don't think it's going to be weird if we see a 10% loss in affiliates over 18 months if not more i do not disagree so moving forward, so great. Go ahead. No, you're good, dude. No, go ahead. Watching these, some of these landlords, man. Holy shit! Not not budging a iota, nothing throughout this whole thing. This it's is just, this it's, is it's a topic. To me. It's crazy. So this is, I had a guy um, that you may have met him. I don't, I'm not sure. A, a guy named Jeff Westmoreland. He, um, he's a lawyer down in Louisiana from the great state, my state, Louisiana. I live in Virginia now, but I'm from Louisiana. And, uh, and he largely uh, represents landlords, but I brought him on because like, that was the topic of conversation for months. It's just like, what in the fuck do I do about my lease and my landlord? And yeah. I talked to, so my experience was I've been in the game long enough to know when the landlord's kind of full of shit and when the landlord's not just because I understand how it all works at this point. And the number of people that just willy nilly paid rent when they probably should not have was frightening. You know, people are just like, well, I mean, we paid rent because we thought we had to. And I'm like, you have no business. You're forcibly shut down by the government. I'm like, you shouldn't pay anybody anything like at all. And because if it does come to light that you are going to do all that you can you can make that right later i can we can settle up at a later date and, and make it right but once i give that money away i ain't getting it back landlord's not giving it back to you he's not gonna be like oh, oh yeah you know here's your money back so it, it's been it's been tough to watch man and some of that is just due to lack of experience from an entrepreneurial standpoint just being like you're not going to kick me out of here bro like you're not because you're not bringing in another tenant here. There's nobody coming in here, at least in my building. You're not coming in here. Nobody's leasing 11,000 square feet from you anytime soon. Like, I'm fully aware oh. of how this works, right? <laughs> so, it's like a bad game of poker. It is. It is. And, and, it's, and in my experience, as long as you kind of understand that, you're fine. They don't want to litigate it. They don't. Like it's, they're already losing. Everybody's losing money. Nobody's going to, nobody wants to litigate anything. It's like, unless it's a major company who just has money to burn. None of these like small time landlords who just own, you know, a couple properties around town are looking to spend thousands of more dollars to litigate you 
to then kick you out, to then have no tenant. But they will take your money if you give it to them. You know, so that's my rant. So let's talk about, um, I had this question too, when these gyms were shut down of, do I still need to pay my insurance? Unfortunately, yes, you still got liabilities, but like we were just talking with the-, the yeah, What if the building burns down? Sure, what if your right? shit gets rioted? Like, right? Oh, fuck, don't get me started on that. Oh. Time for a beer yet? <laughs> it's, five, it's five o'clock somewhere, my friend. Yeah, man, that, that, that in itself is, is, is just fucked. I mean, talk about- uh, So here's a question. Have you, guys, have you guys had anybody that that's happened to? Oh yeah. Oh, that's awful, dude. That's awful. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. I had I had a gym get broken into three different times over a month. What? Yeah. Yep. That's just garbage. That's garbage. It I'm is. sorry. I'd be having to sleep over with my AR, I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. I mean, we had a we're in a we're in a military heavy town and we, everybody was already decided to be like we'll just we'll have the whole crew over here of, of people that are well versed in in firearms just kind of hanging out it'll be a uh, rooftop mm-hmm. crossfitters not rooftop koreans is what we would have here i love um, it um so the so yeah you need i'm assuming you you want to keep covering carrying it obviously because like you still like if some terrible like it's hurricane season there's riots going on all over the country um yeah you would have no coverage if you did that and you could lose everything and wouldn't be able to, to claim is that i mean am i not correct yeah that's quite you know that the contents are quite an investment yeah got to keep those protected man yeah absolutely i mean i would think of it almost like personal property insurance like it's just like if yeah. that shit walks off like i want to be able to get it back or be able to recoup some of it yep yeah, so let's let's go down that rabbit hole for two seconds. So your business personal property part of your policy coverage agreement on that fire theft and vandalism. Um, with business interruption, obviously business interruption can't help out with with freaking COVID because it's a pandemic, industry standard exclusion. So what triggers your business interruption insurance is a property loss. So if there's a fire, if you get burglarized, if Say a fire suppression system goes goes off unexpectedly. I had that happen, and the whole gym got covered in rust water. Oh, complete God. loss. Yep, complete loss. Everything's gone. Everything's toast. So that's that's how that guy looks now. Um, with pivoting back to landlords for two seconds, mm-hmm. um, if a pipe burst or the sewer backs up. You need to check your lease agreement on who's on the hook for that, us or them. Yep. If we're on the hook, we can just slap that on the policy. No big deal. It's basically, it goes anywhere between like a 10 to $25,000 um, coverage is basically covering your surf pro bill, having to clean up all the shit water out of there. Okay. Um, so that's definitely something to look at. Here's a question. And I don't know why I never thought about this, but you just sparked that question. Should I be sending you guys or let's just say it's not me and you should a gym owner be sending their insurance provider their lease yeah do you guys i'm gonna sound like an idiot i don't remember if you guys asked me for that this is like this is like the one thing i'm just like i blindly check that box every year i'm like okay here's things 
<laughs> so we've had this happen several times in the past where we write we write an insurance policy up for for the gym owners and stuff and send out certificates to the landlord landlord comes back to us and says no we need a three million dollar umbrella primary wording a waiver subrogation all that stuff man you you just married an extra three thousand bucks on top of what you're already paying because of what your landlord wants on a, on a requirement so it's a really good idea to sh to ship your lease out to your provider before you sign off on it before it's inked if you're renegotiating whatever to make sure that these hurdles aren't going to be coming up to to stomp on your wallet is that that shit ain't cheap uh i would imagine there's going to be a lot of that coming down the pike like soon like a, a lot of these leases from from the landlord and they're going to be rewritten over the net like when you when you come up for a renewal or whatever that that's going to be interesting negotiation i would imagine policies are going to go up because more coverage is going to be required i wouldn't doubt it a bit i wouldn't doubt it a bit but yeah that 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 conversation literally takes five minutes on our end of the stick with okay with you guys so all right so yep to put that one on there, send, uh, send insurance my lease. Um, here's another question that just always comes up. What should gym owners be doing? Who should they be going through? I'm, pr I'm pretty sure I have to send you a copy of my waiver, correct? That people sign when they correct. come to the facility. Is, is that correct? Correct. So can you, I don't even know where to start. Can you talk about waivers for a second? Yeah. Yep. So it is, Waivers at the end of the day are our first line of defense if we get sued for bodily injury claim, right? So that's when, when we get sued, that's the first piece of paper we, we give to whoever's trying to sue us, see what they're going to do. Some states, waivers are about as good as a fart in a windstorm. Yep. That's God's honest truth. Um, but that's it's just best practices. And once once those waivers get pierced and then we go down the, the litigation road. So that's, that's how that looks. So for waivers, like it's, it's utility. Is that based on state laws? Is it based on how it's written or is it a combination of those two? Combination of those. That's very, very good point. Every state has different litigation protocol when it comes to waivers of liability. Okay. Um, we have templates out the ass, but whatever you're going to fly with at the end of the day, have legal counsel in your state approve it. Yeah. We, and oddly enough, we've been having um, a couple different states require COVID waivers. We have resources for you guys on that as well. Um, our, all, fi all five of my insurers, as of this five minutes, do not require that on, on your waivers. Should that change, uh, we'll, we'll let you know. But if you need any of those, COVID templates, flip me an email. I'll have the team get them out to you for your review. That's interesting bring that up because the uh, that's not required at all CrossFit seminars in person, at least for the time being. That just changed recently. Really? So like every, yeah, everybody that comes in, uh, they have to sign on site upon registration or check-in that morning at a level one or a level two, have to sign a COVID waiver. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that just that just started maybe like a month or two ago, probably less than two months. I want to say it's September. Yeah, for sure. Inside 60 days that that just came down. So, yeah, I, and I, I get it. I mean, like everybody's trying everybody's trying to cover their ass, which is smart, you know, um, 
but it's just the reason I think this conversation is important is because th- this this whole thing has thrown a monkey wrench into everything, and and nobody really knows up from down. So everybody's just like trying to cover their ass on every front, like as as hard as possible. So, yep. um, yeah. So the uh, so here's what I think. Here's what I appreciate about your team, and if you want to talk about this more, please do. Is uh, it's very similar, and it it seems that a lot of you guys roll in the same circle. So, uh, I mean, you're familiar with uh, the team at Forever Fierce, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, what you guys do is very similar to what they do. Is your team prompts my team of upcoming requirements, and then and and then how to fill them. Like, rather than just saying, "Hey, your insurance is up for renewal. Give us your money." You guys send me all the things that are pertinent like on a periodic basis be like hey things that you need to be like and that was the whole green light check thing where i was just like i didn't even know this was a thing and you pinged me like four times you're like hey shit's due tomorrow bro like get on and i was just i'll do i'll do these 98 modules overnight you know (laughs) you know i gotta i gotta tell you i uh there's other providers out there that are fear mongers they just like to create fear they don't give you any solutions man if you're going to create pain, give the fucking solution to the problem so you can move on with life, you know? Agreed. And that's, that's one pivot point I like to hang my hat on is here's, here's the keys to the car. Here you go. You're good. You're good. See you later. You know, hundred percent. You're like, yeah, but how do I drive it? You're like, oh yeah, we forgot to cover that. <laughs> we forgot to cover that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the two things that I, I've appreciated about what you guys do. A is obviously cost, because, you know, in full disclosure, like, I have no beef. I was using RRG before, and I have zero beef with RRG. Like, but when I looked at it, and I was comparing policies, I was like, well, damn, man. I mean, like, I, I love the company, but I don't know that it justifies paying an additional 60% on my policy in order to do that, right? So that that was why I switched, and that was the it was it was solely based on cost. And I was like, that's going to save me, like, a couple thousand bucks. So, uh, yep. what else should people know about Affiliate Guard? Like, uh, if they have questions, who should they reach out to, or what yeah, are some of the more you know, what are some of the more outside of the box things that that might that might come about here? Um, I just say check out that COVID course if you want those those COVID waivers, or whatever. Vaughn at AffiliateGuard.info. Call the office. All of our contact info's on the website there. Um, and come um, enrollment for healthcare. We're gonna have something pretty exciting for this community to look at, and um, we'll save that for a later date and time when I have some more information to share with you. Yeah, we were talking about that before we hit record, but uh, it's definitely something on people's mind. Is like gym owner healthcare. You know, most that's just healthcare is a nightmare but then you know for myself as a gym owner i'm weird i don't have to worry about it my wife's active duty military so i'm good forever um but a lot of people are not right and then healthcare can get insanely expensive which is wildly annoying if you're in this demographic of uber healthy people you know and it's always been just supremely uh, irritating that there is no solution that would match me with an appropriate policy, which is like, I never get sick. I have 
almost no risk for chronic disease. The only thing that is really probably going to happen to me is some weird off catastrophic event of like, I get, I don't know, some weird exotic disease or some, or like an accident. Like why should I have to pay the same uh, as somebody else who's going to the doctor twice a month? Right. And sits on the couch all day. Yeah. All day, you know? And like, yes, I may sustain an injury, but like, we all know CrossFitters are like the healthiest human beings on earth. So, yeah. um, okay, yeah. So, uh, go ahead. Diabetes. Uh, by leaps and bounds, my friend, by leaps yeah. and bounds. Yeah. The, um, yeah. So we're definitely gonna, when that is a little bit more hashed out, uh, we're going to have on back on and we will discuss that, uh, probably at nauseum because I think, I personally think that's a super cool, uh, discussion and something that, you know, people are always concerned about, not because they want to be, but because you just have to be like, you just need to be aware of it. So, um, yeah. Um, where can they go to just kind of like, if people want to stalk you guys at affiliate guard, affiliate guard.info. Okay. That's the website. Awesome. Well, listen, brother, I appreciate your time. Um, anything else people need to leave this podcast with? I think that'll do it for this five minutes. Cool. Awesome, Thanks brother. for having me on. I really enjoyed yeah. the time. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys have, if something comes up, if you have, has, if you guys have like these weird one-off individual questions about your insurance, your waivers or all that stuff, you guys can either go uh, directly to Philly guard, or if you don't want to DM us, you can go to, to us. We'll hand you off to Vaughn and the team and, uh, and they'll take care of you. Uh, I can attest to that because I've been using it for years. So, um, all right, brother. Thanks a lot. I appreciate your time. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, Day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at Day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.